There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hello, welcome to the Rotten Treasure podcast. We watch Tremors 5, uh, Bloodlines. Uh, I'm Jim O'Donnell. With me, as always, is Kai Bobby. Hello. And, oh no, oh no, hang on. I don't know if you can hear this. Build the suspense. At guard, he's improvising out of Philadelphia, PA. Five foot six and a half inches, number 21, Victor Air Tran. Air fives, air fives all across. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you oh. for that beautiful <laughs> intro. Thank you. Feel right at home. I don't, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if we're pulling back the curtain, but I love you wrote that. I love that you wrote that intro for us to do. Kai said that to me, and I was like, I am so excited to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be introduced like that, because it's just like like that, that classic intro song. It just brings back memories, and it's like, yo, I'll never get that in my life. <laughs> this is my only chance. So oh. thanks for making my dreams come true, guys. Oh my God! Yes, we're winning. This is this is all I wanted for the podcast. <laughs> you're you're a comedian in Philadelphia. You can you can tell anyone to be like, hey, just uh, when you introduce our next team, could you introduce us like the 1997 Chicago Bulls? <laughs> it's funny when you say like comedian because anytime someone says that, I'm like, yeah, they're right, but I've never called myself that. I don't know why. I, I say, like, I'm an improviser, but comedians, like, man, like, they're legit, man. It's <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It, it's a, it's an interesting title, for sure. I do the opposite, where I tell everyone I'm a professional comedian because I've technically been paid, like, $10 total for my comedy. <laughs> That's 10 times more than what I've earned in my career. <laughs> we actually talked about this. I, uh... Uh, like particularly in dating sites, I adamantly just like a performer now. I used to say comedian, but like I don't want people doing the classic like tell me a joke, which on dating profiles happens constantly. Uh, if you are a comedian or someone who has been told they're a comedian, that is bullshit. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> do you do y'all do y'all get people say like, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke? I just say my life and then just stop talking. Right. You just give them like this <laughs> this obvious line. It's like, oh, the government. And then it's just like, just shut them <laughs> just, like, like, wow, they're not yeah. a very good comedian. I also get this thing where like, and this is in real life where people are not trying to be condescending. They're just like, oh, you do improv? Like, do improv right now. Take this person and do it. I was like, wait, what? Like this person that has never done improv, you want me to just pull them up and just like do something? <laughs> That's not exactly how it works, but oh, yeah. I yeah, I've actually I had that at work one time where uh, my boss was actually the person that he sat me down one day and forced me to sign up for a class, like like an improv class. Yeah, yeah, he he forced me to take a. It was Nick Gillette's class at the time, uh, but then it became Just Snow's class because he had to drop out for whatever reason. Uh, I did end up taking uh, four hundred one with him, which was uh, phenomenal. I digress. Uh, after a couple months of me doing improv, my boss was like, so you, you do comedy now. Like, you're a professional comedian. 
let's do a scene together. And I was like, you've never done improv ever. And he was like, we're doing a scene. And it was, you, you know how once in a while you'll be like, all right, let's get a word. And then everyone's like, dildos, big dildos. Yeah. It was yeah. that. That was the whole scene. Um, I was a Lyft driver and I had two passengers that, you know, like, what do you do? Told them I was a comedian, came up and I did improv. They're like, oh, let's do a scene right now. And they're like, all right, so we're at a, re we're, I'm sorry, we're at a supermarket. I'm your boss. I'm really mad you're not stacking the melons right. And he starts laying down the scene. And I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is sketch, man. You're like, you're doing a great job. Like, but that's not what improv is. Uh, I was like, I'm not doing that scene with you right now. <laughs> I'm already your driver. Now you're going to make me the person, like, you know, now you're employee. Like, ah, oh, God damn it. I was just a way for that person to berate their Lyft driver without, uh, <laughs> without getting uh, four stars. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you get to rate them poorly as a passenger. I gave some uh, poor ratings. Uh, what I wish I had done is just when someone got out, just went, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Them as they leave. <laughs> Bad ride. Bad ride. Four stars. My Lyft driver booed me. <laughs> yeah. That is so, like, to, to your point earlier, I I hated that too. I mean, like, I I don't remember if I've actually put. No, I don't think I've officially put like improviser or comedy or whatever. But there's a photo of me on stage, and then people like will ask about it, and it'll come up, and then. You'll occasionally get the, oh, tell me a joke. It's like, no, stop it. Your That's the quickest way to get unmatched. Your friends find out in real life. They're like, oh, you're funny? You're like, yeah. <laughs> I do it on the side. I do it over here. I don't do it in front of you. I don't want to do it in front of you. Right. I remember one time, it was this, uh, we're playing this board game. I forget the name of the game. And it was, have you guys ever played Werewolf? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was kind of similar to Werewolf where, like, you got to find who the uh, the culprit is. And then, you know, that person has to defend their stance or lie or whatever. And literally the first game, like, I was that person. And then, you know, I'm trying to, like, sell it. And then afterwards, that person was like, oh, I thought you'd be better at that since you do improv. And I was like, wait, what? Like, lying? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's, I'm not an actor. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some overlap, but that's not me. Uh, some people would say that we are actors. I forget who told me that. There was some Mike, Mike Marbach. Uh, Mike Marbach. I, hold on, how someone help me out? Oh no, Mike Marbach. I think I got this close. To the last one. Oh, actually, no, um, I know what I. Big Mike. Yeah. Uh, a different Big Mike. I know one Big Mike, but this is a different Big Mike. Uh, <laughs> Big Mike <laughs> but, who was on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, Big Mike was from episode five. Uh, Big Mike, shout out. Um, but anyways. Mike. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he was. I was in a uh, like a like a five dollar like pickup class with him, and he's like, "How many of you were improv uh, or how many of you are uh, improvisers?" And like we all raised our hands, you know, like how many of you are, are actors? And no one raised their hands. They're like, he gave us that look, like, "Come on, raise your hands!" Like <laughs> that's that's how he feels about it, and I get that. So they're not wrong. I just never like it's like looking at yourself as a comedian, where like I never did it, and. Once I saw good acting in improv, it made me want to learn how to act. Mm -hmm. Oh my wow. god! These people yeah. Are talented. When you see someone and you just like truly believe it, you're like, oh my god, I'm I've been doing crap. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let's give some love to some Philadelphia comedians. I I know we've mentioned a few of them, but who who when you mentioned like the people that kind of like you know that popped in your head, you're like oh I want to do that. Who who was it? Wait wait wait. 
do we want to do on the count of three who we who we all <laughs> think is the number one actor in Philadelphia? I mean, I think that's a little bit harsh to anybody else that we that's also true. like. <laughs> but can we just say someone we enjoys? All right, we know who no, you're going to Number one actor in Philadelphia. I'm just going to go with my favorite improviser, and that's my answer. Wait, are like, we doing this at the same time? It's just like so, <laughs> just like a person that you enjoy watching their comedy that just like gets your like just like oh I, I get you. that yeah that works for me. Because of their acting or just as an improviser? Just as an improviser. Oh, uh, no, 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 actually no. How do you want to answer that? Do you want to specifically talk about how they're uh, like? Because some people, you're right. Like I'll I will I will go into their like their show and I'm like wow I left like reality and I did just go into their scene for 15 minutes like who's pretty flower show that we used to go to all the time Jim why am I blanking on that improv uh, troops name I was gonna say Scott Campbell but uh he's not the oh oh you're talking about um oh my god now oh, Hoffman like their name it's Hoffman Hoff yeah so I I would go into their show all the time I'm like I would leave I'm like I where was I uh because I mean they'd fate they, obviously they break and they'd laugh but I'm like wow you you just did some really solid character work yeah, I mean, um, shout out to uh, uh, the one of the team Victor's on is uh, uh, not yet rated. Every time I go into that, I always feel very engrossed in it. Thank you. Yeah, they're they're like so talented as a bunch. Like, uh, like I remember like the first couple practices, I'm looking around like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are a bunch of ringers, man. Like, I was a little intimidated, not gonna lie. But they just make it so easy to work with them. Super Have talented you... bunch. Have you been the main character of a not yet rated yet? So, um, yeah. So during the Valentine's Day run, that's that's when I officially got cast. We had um, I think it was five or six shows, and then Mike. See, now that you brought up saying his last name, I'm trying to think how I actually say it. <laughs> Make Mark Mike Mark Mike Mike. I think it's Bach. I really do think it's Bach. I I say Bach, but I've I've never met him in person, so I don't really know. Yeah. I've known him for years, and now I'm questioning how to pronounce it. <laughs> he is one of our avid 30 listeners, so he's going to be so pissed. Marby. He's taking notes. Marby. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? All oh, right, so so Mike was like, um, you know, everyone, like, at least once will play a lead in, in these shows. And I think I was on the last day. We had, like, two shows on the last day. And... I was a little intimidated because I never played lead before, but they just made it so easy. It felt like it felt like just any not regular practice, but it just was so seamless. So yeah, super super supportive team. I I always felt that. I feel like everybody on that team was really just like always throwing out something playful with each other. Um, it was there was just like constant discoveries whenever I've seen shows. There's one time actually where I gave the suggestion and it was like New Hampshire. Or what, I don't forget whatever my suggestion was, but they dogged on where my my home state and they shit on Lyft drivers in that. And, no. I, wanted, and I was just no. like, okay, guys, way to like come at me. <laughs> I actually <laughs> in the, in the show that I give the word. Like, okay, I remember this one. Okay, so it wasn't not yet rated. It was uh, that was thank you places and oh, your thank you places. Your offer was helicopter, and I think I think whoever got the they went. All right, helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't use it. They didn't use it one bit. And then halfway through, they uh, uh, they slam dunked on uh, New Hampshire and at some point brought up Lyft drivers. I remember you went up to uh, that person and was like, hey, by the way, I'm from New Hampshire. Uh, and everything you said was true. And they were like, yeah, 
If anyone mentions a state, all you have to do, slam dunk on that state. <laughs> That's good. That's good advice. But except maybe don't do uh don't do don't shit on Jersey because it's right there. Just, I think that's bad advice. Unless you're from Jersey, oh, which I think you can shit on it. I don't. I'm not. What? I've shit on Jersey in all my sets. Like. Oh really? It, yeah. Like, shit on so every easy. single state. Okay. Every single state. So yeah, it's funny enough because like he, that that show that I played lead in, it became about Delaware. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Like, it was really hard coming up with facts about Delaware. Like, for all of us, there was, like, two or three facts we could come up with. Like, one of them was, like, Joe Biden. And, like, I was like, going to yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody gets a toothbrush. Mandatory. Right away. As soon as you join, as soon as you come to the state, go. <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah. And then, like, the, the state tax or sales tax. And, like, that's oh, really yeah. it. There's a place called Fuddruckers, which I was so baffled when that was thrown out on the show. I thought they were saying fuck Ruckers. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, what? Like, what? What is this? But like, you gotta roll with it, right? So I'm like, yeah, fuck Rutgers. Apparently, it's like this little diner spot in Delaware. F- Wait, Fud Rutgers, the burger place, right? Oh, I guess. Like, I don't. It's a real place. That's that's what I picked up afterwards. But like, oh. I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm looking this up. Um, the Fud Rutgers in Stanton just shut down. Oh no! I, it shut down a year ago. Pre-COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pre-COVID, even in China. Yeah. So it's a it's a place. So there's like three things, three things we learned about Delaware, y'all. I think that's fair. If you don't know a place, you just grab three things that may or may not be true about a place and go with it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you should also mention that Not Yet Rated is a uh, movie improv show where you guys improvise a movie in. Usually an hour. Sometimes I've seen it in a half hour, and those those scenes are very rushed. <laughs> it works yeah. very well, and it was actually one of the funniest shows I've I've seen. But they did it in a half hour. It's like, whoa, that was very fast. Yeah, they're. I think they're right now doing uh, virtual stuff. Like I, I've been out of the loop with everything, so I'm not too sure. It's tough, tough times. I think I saw them do like a show early on, and I didn't watch the show because. It's Zoom prof. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to like. It wasn't difficult to work through like the practices. Like I couldn't commit because of time. Uh, but like I've seen a handful of like literally just a handful of like Zoom prof shows. It's it's a hard watch sometimes. Yeah. And they're talented improvisers. Like I've seen them in person. Like, great people, but it's just hard to watch on Zoom. I yeah. never felt like such a bad improviser until I started doing Zoom prov. And we do it we do it once a month and I get told that sometimes I say stuff that's wild and funny, but for the most part, I'm just oh feeling rusty. I feel like I'm just being the parts of me that were good are just slowly fading away. Yeah, but without having the audience there to like confirm anything, it's so difficult. <laughs> Yeah, that is just so, like, you, you got to sit with unease for a while. Like, I don't know if this is, like, actually a good scene, if my partner's rolling with it. And then for some players, like, they're physical players. So mm-hmm. oh, it's yeah. really hard to draw off energy when you're sitting down and <laughs> not <trying to laughs> do anything. So, yeah, it's tough. It's not for everybody, but I, I applaud the people that are still giving it a shot. I mean, it, it's an outlet for them. It's an outlet for some people to watch. It's just tough for me. Like, I couldn't currently do it at the moment. So, you know what is also not for everybody? Oh, God. 
<laughs> what was that a bad what, one? Kai? Was that was that bad? <laughs> Go ahead, Kai. Tell me. I I was gonna say that. The Tremors franchise. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that. Wait, hold on. I just want to check something real quick. We are uh, 18 minutes into recording, and I have yet to say, hey, Victor, what is your relationship with uh, the Tremors franchise? <laughs> I've never seen it. Actually, I've never heard of it until until like this. And I'm like, all right, that's probably better that I know nothing about this. And we started at the fifth one. So, yep, it's like I'm caught up, assuming that was the latest one. Yeah, uh, I Not. think there's two after it. We got two more. Oh Jesus Christ! We got one more with Jamie Kennedy, and then we lose Jamie Kennedy, and we we sub in John Heater. So we'll see how these play out. <laughs> oh God! Oh, yeah, Jamie you, Kennedy. You told me that, and I was like, "Is he doing a bit right now?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so something that a lot of people are gonna realize about me. I have a lot of social gaps. Like there's a lot of things I haven't seen or done at this point in my life. Um, so usually when people go on um, like references, especially in improv, like I'm just literally just pulling shit out my ass. So not literally, but like pulling shit out my ass. <laughs> just like just like trying to figure out like what is this about? like fud records? Like what the fuck is fud records? And it's like all right, roll with it. You just, yeah. you just roll with the punches. I had to do a scene as a wombat the other night, and I still am a little bit unclear about a wombat. A wombat is. I'm fine with that. <laughs> sure. Same. Like, aren't they? Aren't they like fuzzy Australian creatures? Yeah. They have, that's all they I have, got. They've got funny little faces. Yeah. They got like little happy faces. They're cool. They're. They're pretty funny animals. All animals are funny. I've said this before. Every animal is cute and adorable and funny. I, I love them all. Mm, that's a bold statement. Yeah, I'm immediately trying to go to animals, and I'm like, nope, mm-mm, not, nope. Like ugly they animals, are, yeah. They are all adorable in their own way. Okay. I've seen a baby snake and be like, oh, a little baby snake. <laughs> not even, that's like, fine. I don't know. I see big snake and go, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, no, they're adorable. They got, like, little hissy faces. They're so cute. The movie Anaconda, man, it ruined it for me, even with how bad the graphics are. <laughs> what about, like... <laughs> I'm going to think of one and I'm going to come back to it because like now I'm having a hard time thinking of animals that are ugly. Not that you're right, but I'm just having a hard time thinking of ugly animals. I know. I, I, I said that as a, a challenge for you guys to uh, for y'all to try and come up with uh, animals that aren't ugly, oh, that are ugly. Yeah, folks, if you want to do you want to you want to talk about it on the Internet, feel free to hit up any of our social media and just talk to us about your your opinion on ugly animals. Yeah. Take that as a challenge, listeners. <laughs> Contact me. Email me. Go to my home address. Don't do that. Go to, and show me an, an animal that's not cute. Bring it I with challenge. you. Thought of Bring that thing. animal with you. <laughs> shove it in my face. First one is uh, the si- Siamese cats. Oh, wow. Those are oh. ugly. Oh, I love those. No, Siamese cats are very cute. There's that one scene in The Lady and the Tramp that's very racist, but <laughs> where are they saying? With the Siamese uh, cat? Mm-hmm. So, speaking of reference gaps, never seen Lady and the Tramp. That's all right. It's you're You're not missing out. So, you didn't see one through four? You just hopped on five with us? Is that what, is that what I'm hearing? I hopped on for an hour of five, yes. And I missed <laughs> the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh, I did ask you, I did say that I wanted you to re-explain that a little bit on the podcast. Can you can you explain what happened there? 
Yeah, so, like, you know, I'm doing this, I'm watching this while doing chores, like, folding laundry or whatnot, and, like, I was paying attention to start, and then I was thinking, like, throughout, I was like, this isn't a movie I have to pay a lot of attention to, and I saw Jamie Kennedy on there, I'm like, oh, I love Jamie Kennedy, I definitely don't have to pay attention to this, because he's not <laughs> in anything serious. That's so real. <laughs> I love the guy, but, like, yeah. you know, his work is uh, Jamie Kennedy Experiment, and Mal- one of my favorite whatever movies. the fuck it Mal- is. Mal- who's most wanted, I had he's, a, hey, he man, he's got a rap like a album. Don't times. he's got a rap album, man. He's a serious star. Yeah, he's great, and that's like the only two things I remember him from. But I love him for that. Uh, but I'm thinking like, all right, this isn't a serious movie. I can like keep it on and do stuff and still like get the gist of it. But then I kept getting distracted and like I was kind of working against a timeline or a deadline. <laughs> deadline, not a timeline. I, I had both are acceptable. Yeah, like <laughs> something that night. So like I was like, all right, like I'll. I had plenty of time and I kept pausing it throughout and I went to make food and I came back and I started clipping my nails. And then by the time I had to leave, there was like 20 minutes left. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got like a trial for a week. That should be fine. And I came back the next day and, and it was gone. Like I couldn't <laughs> access it. So I don't remember how the, or I don't remember where I left off and I don't know how the movie ended, <laughs> but this is where we just wing it and figure out the rest <laughs> i i took a lot of notes for the last 20 minutes just it just in case you were like what's going on <laughs> so i could just <laughs> so we you. could just go over everything that happened we Sweet. we we can do it later but also i did also there's a scene between uh jamie kennedy and bert that i i turned into a script so we we're gonna we're gonna try something later <laughs> okay but a little suspense for everybody we're, we're gonna see how that goes yeah, we're going to pull out our acting chops because we're all actors here. Ooh, yes, we we're are. Actors, yeah. By the way, we never actually did that. Like, we never said who we who we like like or is oh, a yeah. great actor. <laughs> so are we saying the improviser that we like them for their acting skills or just an improviser that we like watching? I, I th- when, not, when you said it, I thought of it as like an improviser that we like because of their acting skills. I mean, I, there's one that comes to my mind immediately same uh in philadelphia like uh caitlin corkery is to me yeah phenomenal actress right uh, i was gonna say her um and also i don't know if he counts as philly anymore but fred brown yeah oh my god yeah like there's this one i remember watching a future show and there's this one scene if I remember correctly he didn't say one word for like five minutes straight all <laughs> right. he was doing was like just acting. I think you were there, Jim. I, I think I was next to you or something. Uh, like, there, he was just acting, just doing object work, and it killed for like five straight minutes. Like, no he dialogue just, whatsoever. He was removing clothing to get in a shower. Yes, yes. And, and just the amount of things he came up with to take off was right. hysterical and it you're right it went on for five minutes and it was the funniest thing i've ever seen so good and then he started putting them back on afterwards and the one thing that sticks out to me is like all right you think he's done and then it's like rings on each finger <laughs> <laughs> like that's heightening the game to the extreme like it was great the one i always remember was he takes off a ponytail <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was just like a part of his helmet or something. I don't remember. It was, I just, 
Yeah, he's incredible. I think that was their last show that all six of them was there. Possibly. I think that might have been a reunion because David yeah. Danella was there, I think. He, he definitely was because there was that time when he went over to uh, Fred's uh, synthesizer and he started to hit the button and it kept turning off. And then Fred Brown had to go, why don't you try holding it down? Maybe that'll work. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That seems so long ago at this point. Oh, yeah. Was that? I, I think that was last Christmas. Uh, I, I lose track of time, honestly. Like, last year plus, it's just been hard to, to, to track down. Like, oh, this was that long ago. Yeah, so it was like, so real. This time last year was, I mean, what day is it now? It's, it's December. Yep. We were still improvising. Right? Like, it was still a real thing. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my classes, when I was living out in Minneapolis, got canceled, and I was just, like, just getting into my 201 out there. Um, like, just where I'm like, all right, I'm starting to vibe with these people. I'm going to get in on this community, and then just done. Out. <laughs> no more prop for you. They had you start back at 101? No, I chose to. I actually started back at, I started back at 201. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I reached out... Uh, like to to huge and i was just like hey um uh, like what would you say what would you rather and they just suggested like yeah if you want to like get to know people the best thing you could do and i was like yeah honestly recapping some 201 stuff is probably for the best you know it helped i it was it was nice um what's their the, curriculum like compared to the flow well it was cool they did the kind of like a i forget i think we had a like a class at fit that was called gender minorities um so i did a like a track that was separate for um like non-binary trans folks and uh cis women and it was kind of just like same general idea um of just kind of like hey cool this is going to be for this space and there's a lot of us that signed up there was like a 20 person class um Shit. that was so that yeah. fit yeah and okay and, no, I'm sorry. No, this was a huge. This is oh, oh, okay, okay. And what I, what was really refreshing, especially being a non-binary person, was that when I went into scenes, I wasn't always the husband. I wasn't always the you know the, the whatever the professor or the doctor, um, whatever or not the doctors. You know what I mean. But like, yeah, I didn't have to be that character. Um, if I was a grandparent, I was a grandparent. It was kind of nice. Or you know whatever. If I wanted to be a gender ambiguous poly cucumber, I could do that too. Um, it was a fucking it was a it was a nonsense group of human beings and it was a shame to lose it that's for sure wow 20 uh, people in a class is massive i think i had about that in one of the fit classes and it, and it really can be no i i don't I, I don't know i feel like they i think they cap it out at like uh 14 15 something like that oh so, yeah i think that is like that's usually on the high end of what i've seen we had two instructors and they split us off often and they would do a second group. So like we do it in like, we'd be simultaneously exercising the same stuff in different, like kind of paired off of like 10. This was um, a huge, right? Yeah. It's huge. Okay. Um, so it kind of, it, it still worked out. I, I like, we didn't lose attention out of it and we all still got to do this, like our, our exercises at the same pace, you know? So that, cause that can be a little bit frustrating when you're in a giant class and you're like, I think I did one scene. Cool. I guess uh, I'm going to go home now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely does happen. Yeah, and then it's like, well, I don't get reps then, and I don't get my money's worth either. So, it's yeah, that that makes sense, paring it down. In this economy, I'm pretty burnt out about the second part. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm paying for this, man. Like, I want to yeah. play. That's what we're here for, It's to play. Yeah. Definitely yeah, was... just hire a coach. <laughs> True. We, you know, honestly, uh, I just, so with coming back to Philly, you know, getting kind of back into daddy issues again, um, 
you know, I, I got Joe Gates as a coach, um, and I fucking love it. Um, so that was, even though, like, so we're practicing, like, every Monday. Uh, so having this has been, like, to lose improv entirely in Minneapolis, to be able to have this, like, see my improv team, like, every Monday, it, like, it's awesome. Um, and Joe, Joe really, like, I don't know. He holds space really well. Um, there's like people who like run space and there's people who like facilitate it, if that makes sense. And for me, that's what he does. Like, there's not that weird power dynamic. Like he, he's like, he's there to play. He's really there genuinely to like help us out. So I don't know. It's, uh, it's he's, a fun... uh, he's very much a leader in that, uh, we all want to do it. Uh, but we also know that he's in charge, right? It's, we all know like, okay, Joe's in charge, but at the same time, Joe is definitely one of us. Yeah. It's so helpful to have that direction because if you're just like, oh God, there's 10 of us to try to make this decision or whatever, like there's teams, it's just, yeah, you're like, all right, cool. Let's just have one person on this Zoom make a call. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, you guys are up to 10 now? No, uh, well, I was including uh, Joe on the Zoom. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, kudos to y'all, man. Ten, like every every Monday, that's consistent. That's good. Finding, oh, when we started this team, trying to find a time which worked for everybody. The fact that we got, you know, all of us to be available for a Monday night, everybody, every week, that's wild. Uh, we got real lucky, that's for sure. That is, like, the hardest part of having a team. It's coordinating, hey, we got to make this practice. Who can still make this? Right. Well, thank you, Slack. Honestly, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably one of the more terrible ones in my group about actually checking the Slack regularly. Anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you're on my team, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, it is nice to be able to have that. Um, you'll get like a pop up, like, okay, we have like channels for banter, we have channels for show stuff, you know. Uh, being able, for my chaos brain, be able to have specific locations for social arrangements, like having that separate channel is like, it's helpful. Uh, you know what else separates your brain? I was gonna say, you're looking for that. You're looking for that segue. Where is it, Jim? I don't like Tremors 5, you guys. <laughs> you don't? Okay, yeah. Actually, no, let's talk about it. So, Jim, you don't like it. Uh, um, I, I thought it was fine. I, it, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't two or three. Uh, those were horrible. But it wasn't the worst. So we're on the same page. Um, I still I have a special place in my heart for the last one we watched in a weird way for some reason because it's a prequel and it's like, you know, 1889. But... Uh, yeah, I, I I wrote down I enjoyed this movie flat out. That is a neutral statement. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, Victor, what did you think of it? As someone who's seen none of them, <laughs> how was this for you? I I remember thinking this is like if Jurassic Park took place in because they're in Africa, right? So it was like okay, yeah. if Jurassic Park took place in Africa. And it was like a hybrid scene, or it was like a variation of Transformers, because I remember there was this scene in Transformers, I think they were in the Middle East, where this thing was like shooting up through the sand and like devouring people and just going back into the sand. And it was like kind of what one of those, those I don't know, uh, what do they call their, um, they farted and they I'm flew get, off the farm. You got it. Come on, ass. Oh, you're, you're so close. Ass. Blaster. Oh my god, you got it on your own. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So good. Um, yeah, the ass blasters. Weren't no, weren't 
trying to think of. Are you, wait, are you talking about the? Things. Are you talking about the worms that are spiraling through and devouring people? Because those are called graboids, uh, commonly called things, yeah. yeah, commonly called tremors because the name of the movie. But they are indeed called graboids. Yeah, those graboid a, things. I I know things now about tremors. That's why <laughs> on episode yeah. five. So if you have any questions about tremors, you come on down. <laughs> Fortunately, me too. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, it was interesting. That's using that term loosely, but you know, I was like, as soon as Jamie Kennedy came on, I was like, all right, this is not a serious movie. What the hell is the plot? And then just watching, like, just people so uncertain about these things around them and the fact they could kill them at any second. I was like, this is very Jurassic Park esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally have a scene at one point in, like, I think a kitchen, right? Yeah, in a kitchen. So they do kind of that same thing where, okay, crap, we have to hide from. The basically, it looks like a dinosaur. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they have that I mean, parallel scene. Yeah. And it also has the like, it has the claw foot mm-hmm. that looks exactly the same. The, I saw on IMDb, it was like, oh, this scene was an homage to Jurassic Park when they did the same thing. I was like, they literally took the scene. Yeah. And that's it. They didn't change it one bit. Yeah, they have like reflection through knives, and you know, it, there is one thing, and I'm just gonna quickly talk about a thing that makes me mad when when they're being pressed up against a wall with uh, one of those like kitchen steel tables, um, like to try to like fend off this ass blaster that's trying to eat them. And they have that barrier between them and they get rescued with the arrow that shoots through. It shoots through the ass blaster and then through a steel kitchen table. These are cool arrows. These are just some cool arrows. <laughs> that is, a, it's also a standard like bow that, it's a. It's not like a wooden bow. Yeah, it, it was like a bow you would have seen in like Game of Thrones. Which, by the way, uh, you didn't you didn't see them in the other movie, Victor. But they looked way worse in the other movies. In this movie, yeah. they're much more dragon-like, mm-hmm. and I blame Game of Thrones for that because this was like peak Game of Thrones era. Yeah, this is 2015. Uh... This came out. Oh my god. So, okay, I, I didn't know that. I didn't bother checking the timeline, but, yeah. Dracarys, so then, like, this thing is, like, shooting fire out his butt. So, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole... So, I mean, what I like in the beginning of this movie is that they they kind of do, like, a, they're doing, like, this from, like, a perspective from, a, like, a documentary. And they're, you know, it's all from the uh, the voice of, you know, our favorite character, Burt Gummer. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing, like, visual graphics of just, like, the history. And what I like is they, they break down the the cycle of their, what would you call it, their life cycle. How it's, um, yeah. it's circular. But that all gets fucked up in this episode because, like, there's now new chaos versions of Graboids, Ass Blasters, uh, Shriekers. Yeah, now there's, like, these weird new Ass Blasters, which I think we're just still calling Ass Blasters. Yeah, because they were just Africanized. So they're, yeah, they're they're ass blasters and what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? They're just like African. They were African ass blasters. Sure, because they're in Africa. Yeah, they. Hang on, I just want to make sure that I didn't say like a bad thing. <laughs> that... Wait, no, no, you did. Oh wait, as in like, oh, be, are you to look at oh, okay, the word that they're okay. called? I, I use the word for uh, there, there's a thing called an Africanized bee. And I use that word. All right. <laughs> well, so I, I'm just trying to think, like, of animals. Speak of animals, because we're talking about animals earlier. Like, is there an animal that you 
you call differently because of the continent it's in. Uh, like well, bees, I mean, right? Like we've been just bees. I I believe Trevor Noah pointed out that uh, in the states we call it zebra, but it's actually zebra, and we like we're just like yeah, we're gonna change that. We're we're gonna call it this now. Um, okay. They yeah. also do that with like countries, like yeah. Germany's yeah. like Deutschland. Okay. And uh, and I guess England heard that and was just like, huh, that's a funny name. We're gonna call it Germany. And they were like, no, don't do that. <laughs> right. Like Christopher Columbus called this India, or he thought this was India, and then you know it's like, oh, this is America. Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's just you call it whatever you call it, as long as everyone understands what you're talking about. America has this thing of not conforming to what the world's saying. And this yeah. is also, like, I'm going to jab Canada in a second, but, like... <laughs> sure. Come at them. Like, we're the only country that I know of... No, that's not true. Maybe not. But we use the... Um, the metric system is, like... that. They're the ones who use meters, right? Like, we use the... Whatever it's called. Use yeah. imperial. Yeah. yeah. Imperial. Okay, so, like, you know, feet and inches... And we go by pounds and ounces. They go by like kilos everywhere else. <laughs> liters. So one thing that like blew my mind. So I have family in Canada. So this naturally came up in conversation. They they tell weather in Celsius, but they cook their food in Fahrenheit. What? I okay. I have a huge problem with that in a lot of ways because i have a huge problem with celsius to begin with because <laughs> you grew up here no 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 but yes but no <laughs> celsius is stupid when it comes to weather like okay celsius is used for it, it's based uh zero to 100 off of water right the uh, sure. freezing point and the boiling point of water sure I thought it was zero and thirty-two in Celsius. No, thirty-two is, oh, 32 uh, is Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit for freezing, and then okay. two twelve for boiling in Fahrenheit. <laughs> okay. We just know that off the top of our heads, right? Of course, yeah. yeah everybody knows that. But mm-hmm. kind of. But like, do you have you ever needed to know that? Have you ever been boiling water and been like, well, it's now boiling now. <laughs> well, that's 211 yeah can tell. Enough. oh 212 right. yeah 212 we did it <laughs> yeah like we we already know these things like why do we need celsius it's the worst it's it, 30 degrees in celsius is like a warm day and then 40 degrees is like boiling hot <laughs> that's bullshit no i 75 degrees because okay <laughs> I'm, I'm getting flustered but <laughs> it gets, it gets mad about something like epically like this every episode <laughs> zero zero to 100 in fahrenheit is like zero to 100 in fahrenheit right now. <laughs> i'm going i'm going zero to 100 right now zero to 100 in fahrenheit is like cold to hot whereas like zero to 100 in celsius is literally freezing to literally boiling boiling Wait, 100 is boiling in Celsius? Yes, 100 is boiling in Celsius. So 100 is equal to 212 here. Yeah. Dude, that makes so much more sense. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But when have you ever needed to boil water in that way? You okay? 
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't use it ever. You never care. You never know. And if you did need to know what the boiling point of water, it's 212. We know this. It's just the thing we all know. 100 degrees doesn't matter. Whereas, like, 100 degrees is hot in Fahrenheit. And it's easy to remember, oh, is it 100 degrees out? That means it's hot out. You know what is 107 degrees? Oh, my God. How hot the desert in the beginning of this movie is? Yes. <laughs> it's exactly how much <laughs> heat in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. There you go. Of Nevada when they start this movie. And that's important. Oh, yeah. They did say that. That is stupid hot. I don't think I can handle it. Uh, have, I can say that for sure. Have you ever been in uh, the desert, Victor? Where it was, uh, like, that hot out? I don't think I've been in a desert. Well, I've been in Vegas, so that counts. But, like, yeah. not really. Like, you know, I've been in, like, the, like the strip Vegas. Not, like, out in the desert. Right. Um, it still gets hot. Like, how... Do you remember how hot it was that day? Or... I went in, like, October, so it wouldn't have been, I don't even think it was past 90-ish, maybe on a hot, like, the hottest day, but, like, it wasn't that bad. It definitely wasn't 100 or 107 or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been certain days where, or years ago, it, it's hit that point here in Philly, but not that frequent. Yeah, I I mean, I, I've also been out that way. I've, I've talked about it before. I've been out in, I've been out in the Mojave Desert, like, it I was when I was there. It was 116, I think, that day. Shit. You'd be surprised at how much you don't like. It's it's kind of like once you get past 100 degrees, it's just hot. It's just a hot day. Oof. But also, like, I guess it depends on the humidity, right? Because I forget right. where yes. I came from. Mm. I remember, like, uh, maybe last July or maybe two years ago. I, again, I lose track of time. Um, we were in Mexico and it was like mid eighties, low eighties. It was great. And we get back to Philly also mid eighties. And it was just disgusting because the humidity here is just, I don't know. It's just not fun. So, <laughs> right. I don't know if it's less humid out in, in the Mojave desert, but perhaps. Yeah. It's the, it, it's a saying that everyone always says it's like, Oh, but it's a dry heat, but it's true. It is when it's a dry heat. You don't really feel it as much because of the uh, the moisture on your skin cools you down. Yeah. Yeah, it's better. And then when it's more humid, it's like sticky out. So you feel uncomfortable. And also you're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. And also I'm hot. Yeah, definitely the case. I don't, why is that? I mean, I don't know. We're not scientists, are we? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Whenever actually I don't know something and I'm like flustered, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. And then I just shut down the conversation and I walk away. It doesn't matter if it's about <laughs> science what it is <laughs> just get right. done yeah and they're like but we need to circumcise this baby yeah is this your coffee yeah is this your Wait coffee <laughs> i don't know why you're i don't know why you're at a bris uh <laughs> you don't know my life jim you don't know what i do <laughs> you don't know that i'm not a boil on the uh, weekends yeah don't don't judge my life i'm sorry Jesus. um yeah. so can i bring i gotta bring up something cactus juice can we talk about that real quick <laughs> Oh yeah. So what in, the hell would yeah. that taste like? So yeah, Bert is doing this like cooking uh cooking snakes uh in like a, a little pit that he made in like what like 10 15 minutes like uh but oh, he has the the clay oven that he made. Right. But yeah. at this point it's the fifth installment. Uh Bert is trying to make a name for himself. So he actually has like literally Bert Gummer's cactus juice, prickly pear glaze, dehydrated casserole, which I didn't really get to find out too much information about what's going on there. But cactus juice, 
the like both of these have really lame taglines and it made me laugh. I had to like go back and watch. It's uh, uh cactus juice, spike up your meal. Uh pickly uh pickly pear glaze puts the pickle in your meal. That's it. Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I want to do that, I'll put a pickle in my meal. I, they're not that they're not expensive. Right. Oh, but I mean, like, sure, I've never had rattlesnake before, but I or I've never had any type of snake, but I would assume uh, made, some prickly pear glaze sounds nice. He made the joke. It tastes like chicken. I hear it oh, does right. taste like chicken. Right. Actually, no. And they did that. They did that perfectly timed joke because he's like, oh, I hate it when people think it tastes like chicken. And then here comes Jamie Kennedy's character. Uh, like I think that's his, that's when he meets Bert, right? Is he's just like, hmm, yowza, smells like chicken. Yeah, I remember that. Yowza like he came flying in on his bike, I think. On his sweet flame uh bike with a, a leather jacket and some like Joe Dirt like sideburns, <laughs> like the points. Uh, it was so good. This is the Jamie Kennedy I wanted, and I never knew I needed. I could have watched him on that dirt bike for hours. Yes, just yeah, rolling we- around. Like at the end of the movie, Victor, you didn't see this, but at the end of the movie, they <laughs> they they bring back the dirt bike, and I was like, "Yes, bring it back." I just want to watch the X Games right now. Show me more. <laughs> I miss that guy. What is he up to nowadays? Making Tremors movies. Yeah, calling people uh, calling people gummy bear. That made me laugh super hard uh, when he called Bert Gummer's gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually he made a. Uh, he made a documentary that I didn't like. Um, Jamie Kennedy did? Yeah, Jamie Kennedy did. Uh, called, like, uh, uh, Heckler, I think? Where it should have been a movie about uh, uh, comedians and, like, stand-up comedians and failing as a stand-up comedian even when you're this big name. Like, you still have nights where you bomb. And it's like, it should have been a documentary on the emotional state that even these big comedians have during these nights but instead it was a documentary about how much he doesn't like critics and he's like people say they didn't like my movie uh, uh malibu's most wanted they they're stupid and it's like okay jamie kennedy <laughs> well he was making some really like satire cinema it was just like complicated and nobody got it yeah the, yeah you know it's real complicated bill gluckman down with the bitches and hoes we all remember. <laughs> oh my god! I uh, wish I could forget that movie. That movie's actually no pretty way. funny. It's a classic. Yeah, I I, I mean, still have it somewhere <laughs> on DVD. Uh, I really might. <laughs> I gotta find it. It's great. Cal Penn's in it, I think. Yeah, he's uh he's part of his crew. Yeah, he's one of the friends. He brought the little uh little bazooka torpedo. To, to the party yes he did <laughs> see they should have did a sequel and then we could do a movie or a, a podcast review on the sequel Ooh, ooh, i like this gotta pitch it to jamie have him be the 31st follower and just like <laughs> i hope so shout out yeah that that was a, a dumb movie like those are movies i enjoy every now and then it's like just mindless stuff and it's satire. That's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, it was a Comedy Central movie in my mind because that's how I saw it a thousand times. Was you it know, a Comedy Central movie? Not not like it, it's not like they made it, but they played it on Comedy Central over oh, and over. Was like, there a pet? Yeah. Was there a pet rat in that movie? Why am I remembering a pet rat? Yeah, 
did they did they give it like like dope shoes and like a long jersey? Like I forget if they Wait, did. Isn't there a part where he like imagines the rat talking to him? Yes, that when I he's remember, like, yeah. I think it's really high when that happens. When he has the, it's, I think like he gets like kidnapped by those dudes and then uh anthony anderson goes up to him and is like hey we need to get that guy it's bill gluckman's son and he starts explaining like oh bill, bill gluckman's this uh politician and the guy goes yeah i know bill gluckman down with the bitches and hoes <laughs> oh my god you know that movie pretty well <laughs> i saw it on comedy central a million times that uh saving silverman yeah i've seen oh, that movie I a little too many times one. as well that one National Lampoon movie where they make a porn, they make a pornography. <laughs> oh, that's uh, isn't that Zach and Mary make a porno? That's just uh, a different one, yeah. It, it's not There's that. More? <laughs> There's a lot of movies about making porns. <laughs> and then there's just porn, which is also that. <laughs> this is a movie about making porn. <laughs> this is a documentary about porn that we're gonna sell as porn. I feel like I've seen something like that recently. Not porn, but like a, a documentary about porn. I can't remember the plot of it. I do remember seeing a video where these two people in the porn industry, they they're roommates, and then they're playing. Uh, it was like it was a card game, but it was like a truth or a shot game. And then they're like talking about like things they've done, how many partners they've been with, if they slept with each other. It was just so interesting to see that dynamic, like th- like this is th- their profession, and then they're talking about like like how we can talk about improv, like right. they're talking about it as if you know that's that for them. It's like a cool dynamic to see. Hmm. It's definitely a world I'm more curious to know because I'm starting to meet, like I'm starting to make more friends and go on dates with people who are actually like either cameras or have like OnlyFans and are starting to get a little bit more into like it seems like a popular thing that's happening right now in the pandemic. People are just like getting on that. Uh, money make some money but also if there's ever been more time to like get your shit together and actually make some content it's now um are watching. Why not? They want yeah it. a lot of people are home right now bored not knowing what to do a lot of people got 10 bucks a month mm-hmm. is that what it costs i i don't really know what only people only people can set it. their price uh you know so say. it's it's just porn for your friends right yeah, I mean, essentially, I can't tell you how many, like, I know plenty of friends who were like, literally just, hey, like, I don't know, whatever. Some friends have sex, some partners do not, is my mentality when it comes to these kind of things where we are in 2020. So, like, I can't tell you how many, like, I'm just like, oh, I know that that, like, you, I see so many comments on people's, like, promotions of their OnlyFans and stuff like that being like, oh, I'm definitely going to watch you. And they're just friends. They're like, yeah, I'd love to watch you get off later. You're my best friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> and those are the kind of friends I make in this world. And that's where I'm at right now with with the kind of people I hang with. I could go on Pornhub and watch two people I don't know have sex, or I can go on OnlyFans, give someone ten bucks, and see my best friend's uh, butthole. Like, it's... I mean, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, to be like, I know people who have made a gift, like a birthday gift. They made porn for their friend, and like, that's beautiful. Like, what a nice thing. Like, me and my partner made you like exclusive porn for stuff that I know you like. Happy birthday! Like, what a lovely thing to do for somebody. That's so different. I would never can. That would never cross my mind. I don't know why. It would be the worst if that person was like. I'm not that attracted to you. You know what I think a good no is? Is don't take the graboid egg and bring it with you. <laughs> that stupid child. <laughs> there is a child in this movie that, unbeknownst you know, to everyone else, finds an egg 
the thing all these monsters are after and just has it in a basket. She okay, she wasn't really stupid. The the only stupid thing that she did was uh by the way, Victor, this is in the last twenty minutes. Uh <laughs> yeah. So if you're like, when, when did this happen? Last twenty minutes. Um that little girl, she yeah, she pulled a, a fucking well, what a move. Uh, is this the same girl that tricked Jamie Kennedy into eating worms? Yes. Yes, yes exactly. By the way, that comes back. Yeah. They <laughs> nice. uh they see her tasting the ground and they're like, right. If we tase, if we electrify the ground, that will bring the worms up to uh, the air, to uh, to the surface, and then we can shoot them a bunch. And then they, uh, and then they they're like, remember that lightning that it happens at exactly three o'clock every day? They put a bunch of poles in the ground, and they're like, okay, the lightning's gonna strike here at three o'clock, so we'll let it strike here at three o'clock. It'll tase the ground. It'll come out. We'll shoot a bunch, and then. Lo and behold, another lightning strike happens, and it gets hit by lightning, and it and it dies, and the day is saved by Mother Nature. Great writing. This is a great movie. So, that little girl, she has the she has an egg, which she just thought was a cool rock, which is fine. Like kids do that. We're all kids. Yeah. We all like cool rocks. They're fun. But then they're like, okay, we have to evacuate this place because. Uh, snakes ground snakes are chasing us and she's like all right i gotta get out of here i need to bring everything that i need i'll bring a bag with that egg and some blankets that's about it that's all i need that's it (laughs) my whole life is this rock i found 20 minutes ago it is glorious to make the problem worse so they indeed did that (laughs) i mean so they, I mean, they made it work. They were kind of like tossing the egg back and forth in the movie and just like playing like, you know, fucking with uh, the, was it the, it was the Graboid that wanted it at the time, right? Or no, they're trying to take down, um, Jesus. So for those listeners who have actually watched some Tremors, these Graboids, um, and actually, Victor, you had no idea, Graboids originally had those like tentacles that were, uh, that were floating around by themselves, those little mini worms. Those were originally part of the Graboids mouth. Like they were individual moving worms and now they've detached we're living in a world where now that's a thing um so now we have grabbers is what i think they're called those are those fuckers Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah they they were able to basically play keep away um with those fuckers and then were able to blow them up and and kill them yeah they did like a monkey in the middle type of thing it was adorable yeah so actually victor where did you where did you lose the movie What, what was going on in the movie when you got cut off um it was um i think they're getting in a helicopter okay okay right like that that happens towards the oh end yep. wait 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 so the helicopter guy comes in the helicopter guy shows up to rescue them is that the part you're at i think so did he get eaten not yet no he, he did <laughs> well i was gonna say he does but right after where you uh would have left off i know exactly where you did they blow up the cave at that point yeah yes 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 that's the yeah okay i remember that yeah because so you so in that case you did see uh like helicopter dude who's i love at one point was driving a helicopter drunk like it's such casual guy but he does get eaten like whole like snagged and i remember being so upset because i loved this helicopter this 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 character was so like uh it for me and he lives he comes back there was apparently yeah, there was too much. He the the grabber had eaten too much, and he said he tickled the inside of it, and it threw him right out. What? Oh, uh, wait. I thought he said, yeah, they're about uh, 
There are about uh, ten meals of me and twenty meals passed, so I got pooped out. I don't think he, I don't think he got pooped out. He got he got shot out of out of his mouth. Did you did y'all notice how obsessed they were with peeing in this movie? Yes, like when uh, what's his name uh, Gummy. Uh, Bert Gummer. Yeah, Gummy Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gum Gums. Was like uh, capture, and then there was like it was a montage of him just being miserable, and he probably peed three times during that montage. Well, and he's like pouring it on himself, drinking it. It was gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also earlier when you meet Jamie Kennedy, he's peeing. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. also the one guy that gets eaten. He goes, I piss myself. And they're guys, like, guys, Jim, I have to do this to you. What's the first scene of the first Tremors movie, Jim? Oh, my God. It's it's uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon pissing off. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon pissing off a cliff. In the Nevada desert. So I'm not honestly, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big stretch and say that that's a, an intention. Why? Why? What does peeing have to do with worms? What is constantly making comments about penetration? I don't know if they use the word penetrate this time for the first Tremors movie, but they mentioned penetration and penetrating dirt in most Tremors. They didn't say penetration this time around. They didn't say penetration this time. Ugh, idiots. That's the best part. <laughs> they did say callback. They did say a lot of great lines. I wrote down that I think that this movie was mostly, like, for every note I took was mostly just a line I liked, um, because they they had such uh, such corniness. Like, you know, if you're gonna give them the horn, give them a horn. Um, <laughs> I just got wormed. Well, you were talking about that uh, the the helicopter guy he gives some solid advice, right? Like he has a really epic. I I love this part. He tells a story about how like. I got it. Can what? I do it? Yeah, oh, I have ahead. it. I literally have it. Oh, every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. He knows he's got to run faster than the fastest lion. Otherwise, he gets killed. Every morning a lion wakes up. He knows he's got to outrun the slowest gazelle. Otherwise, he's going to starve to death. So it doesn't matter if you're a lion or a gazelle in Africa. When the sun rises, you better be running. And I was Which, like, solid. Solid advice for literally only people who are getting hunted in Africa. Yeah. Like, yeah. Victor, how much do you run in real life where you need like to run? Zero. <laughs> like, not at all. It's terrible. <laughs> well, but, no, it's, it's actually a great thing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, you're not being constantly hunted. Uh, and I mean, if you wanted to, uh, if you really wanted to take the advice, not at face value for like its metaphorical meaning, it's like you have to uh, stomp on anyone who's trying to stomp on you. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not one of those ruthless businessmen, but like I imagine it's mostly for that kind of people, like people who read the Art of War, so that they could take down different companies. I've read Art of War, not for that. <laughs> well, to be fair, I never finished Art of War. <laughs> How, uh, why did you read Art of War? Just because, or was it for like a school project? No, actually, I, I was watching this show. It's called. I don't know if you guys heard of Suits. It's like yep. about lawyers and stuff. So um, there's a character that referenced Art of War, and I'm like, wait, I keep hearing about that book. So I looked it up, um, and like I started reading it, and you know, some nice advice in there, but there's just like so many 
pieces of advice that one may not be relevant and two it's just like i it's written in, in like because it's not english right so the translation is going to be a little off so i'm just like i'm trying to comprehend the way they're writing this and what it means and like i just never finished it it's just like too much to get through <laughs> it's kind of written like a buzzfeed listicle because it's like it's kind of like number one know your enemy number two it it's very like it's very broken down in that kind of way so it is super hard to read but it's also only like 75 pages but that's still like 75 pages of like one-liners uh the one i have was it's probably longer than that um but like to your point there's like six of them per page it's like hundreds of advice uh, yeah hundreds of different quotes and meanings it's just a very bizarre book to read. <laughs> Let me see when it was yeah. written. Fifth century. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With the translation, you're just like, that's. I don't know how that that literally is supposed to be applicable today. I mean, some things are great. Like, I'm trying to remember the exact. Uh, so I, I only it, it's. I opened that book recently, and when I say recently, I mean during pandemic. So I'm literally just using it to make a video. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, I, I I, read that one line and I put it back. And it's like, I haven't picked it up since. But the, the thing talked about, um, basically, things aren't always what they seem. Or, like, something about hidden skill sets. And I'm forgetting it exactly. But, yeah. Like, some things are nice on, on that in that book. But some things, just, to your point, just doesn't apply. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It it's very much a generational thing, and also it could be a because fifteen hundred years ago, but it also could be a uh, uh, some things is too because it's like it's it's fifth century China. I don't live in fifth century China, right? And how often are we fighting? Um, well, no, actually, that's that's a bad question because people still fight a lot today. Oh yeah, Even, yeah, like yeah, not to get all into it, but yeah. But um, oh, I think it was. I think what I was referencing was Snapchat, I want to say. Facebook, like, wanted to buy them or something. And they were like, no, we're not doing that. So Facebook was like, fine, we're going to try and destroy you guys then. And they were like, all right, cool. And then uh, the owner of Snapchat bought the art of war for everyone at the company and was like, we're going to use this to destroy Facebook. (laughs) And obviously they didn't destroy Facebook, but they used it to, like, defend themselves. That is hilarious. And now Snapchat. I don't. I personally don't use Snapchat anymore, so I have no idea how they're doing. But like, I know because since um, Instagram is owned by Facebook, and when they came out with Stories, that was like you're pretty much gonna send Snapchat spiraling down. And I think I don't know. Do Do you two use Facebook or uh, Snapchat? Yeah. Uh, I've used Snapchat, but it's usually fun to be like, hey, you have Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Uh, that's the only time I've ever used Snapchat, really. <laughs> I actually use it. It's the I use it exclusively to talk to my girlfriend. Like we don't we talk a little bit on Instagram, but we talk almost exclusively on uh, Snapchat. No paper trail. Yeah, we want we want to we want our relationship to disappear after twenty four hours. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, I uh, I guess you can't do that on Instagram. You can do stories on Instagram and disappear, but you can't like. I think you can do timed photographs on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. And in DMs, you can do that. 
Yeah. Not, not that I know for any reason. Uh, it's just something I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know for any reasons no. either. <laughs> oh, so right, I'll take that valuable advice with me. Thank you. So <laughs> I would be remiss if we didn't actually try this thing um, out. I wanted to do Jim. Are you cool with it? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Cool, cool, cool. So you missed uh, a pretty big scene, in my opinion, um, between Bert and, uh, and and Jamie Kennedy. So I scripted it out, and I'd really love to do it uh, with the three of us. And I want to—I I sent you an email, so hopefully you can get that. I don't know if you're going to be able to pull off seeing that at the same time. Maybe. I can pull it up. Um, great. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. So what we're going to do here is, in this scene, you've never seen it. You can either uh, be—you can be Bert, you can be Jamie Kennedy, or you can do the liner notes. Where are you at right now? I'll be Jamie. Okay. Cool. Um, I think that's Jim, and I'll be doing the liner notes. That's kind of actually how I hope this would play out. Um, I'm so excited. This was honestly, this was a last minute thing for, in my head. I was just like, hey, you know what? He hasn't seen the last twenty. Let's let's fuck with it. Let's see if we can get something something weird out of it. Let's do Which, the most important scene. Okay. Which so just, color is Jamie? So, is that so blue? yeah, Jamie is blue. Go with it. You didn't see the scene, so just say the words the best you can with what feels right. All right. <laughs> All right so. The scene opens on Bert and Jamie Kennedy. What's his name, Travis? I, I, I called him Jamie Kennedy. Him I didn't Jamie write Kennedy. it down. <laughs> the scene opens on Bert, Gummer, and Jamie Kennedy driving in a beautiful, because I can't come up with another adjective, desert. Let's talk about Florida. Sunshine State. Lots of ladies. Bert slams on the brakes. I'm asking what you know about me in Florida. I know that you went to a Grateful Dead concert once when you were there. How could you possibly know that? That was 40 years ago. Pretty sure I know who you went with. Screeching. Long pause. Bert glares back over his shoulder. What do you know about Jasmine? It's Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jasmine. Flower. It's fine. <laughs> God? <laughs> Flower child meets heroin chick. Model. Hated disco. Love. Hendrix, you're selling your dad's old guns. She was in the parking lot. She was burning her bra. Far left meets far right. They spend the night. Elizabeth, bitch, huh, Bert? Oh, actually, that's a typo. It's supposed to be life. <laughs> it's supposed to be life's a bitch, huh? So. <laughs> but also, I want to take this moment to break out and just say. Okay, what's with the the far left meets the right? They sp uh they spend the night. I'm like, are you doing impromptu poetry? Anyways, Jim, back to Bert. <laughs> Who is she to you? Long pause. I call her mom most of the time. Boom. <laughs> That's got to stir some shit, right? Huh? You mean stir up some shit, right? Huh? <laughs> Sorry. You mean you and me are? That's right. Bloodlines. Feel a theme happening here. No. Yes. No, impossible. You're telling me. I don't believe it. There's no way you're my offspring. What? That's a dick thing to say. What do you think? You're better than me? It says stammer, by the way. I just don't. Ugh. Oh, crud. Look at you. Yeah? How could I be the son of Bert Grammer? A man of such <laughs> towering importance. You know what? Forget it. We don't have to do this whole Dr. Phil thing, okay? Let's just survive this African worm invasion. I will go back to never speaking to each other again. Cool? 
Gunshots, gunshots. Bang, bang. Bert's gun shoots a graboid tentacle behind Jamie. Son of a bitch. Let's get out of here. Let's boogie. They speed off into the desert in their jeep. Bert struggles to switch gears. Damn it. Alas, a graboid tentacle is hanging on. Grabber's got us hooked. You got a gun. Use it. Bang, bang, bang. Machine gun sound. Squealing grabber explodes. Yeah, dog. Bert, Bert says sternly over his shoulder. I want a paternity test. End scene. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how we were saying who our favorite actors in Philadelphia are? Yeah. It's, it's us. us. It's, us. <laughs> it's the three of us. <laughs> Oh my God, Victor! Thank you so much for doing that. That's so dumb. But yeah, so big reveal: Jamie Kennedy is uh, Burt Gummer's son. His forty-year-old sweet bike, pointy sideburn son. Wow! What a discovery! Oh yeah, yeah. That's about the reaction I had too. Oh, he's been, all right. Okay. He's been calling him. <laughs> been calling him pops the whole movie, you know, and just like stop calling me pops. Oh, yeah, a little foreshadowing action. They killed it in the foreshadowing in this movie. I think they really did. That's very funny because I thought they didn't. Okay, hit me, Jim. Why? It felt like the whole movie they were like, they just kept writing. They were like, wait a second. What if this was a twist? Like, what if Van Wick was the bad guy? We don't need to go back to anything before this and (laughs) foreshadow that he was the bad guy at all. Why did he get so sad when that one man got shot? (laughs) That's it. I don't really, honestly, after that scene, I don't really, I kind of blacked out what happened the rest of the movie. Just like, so I think in, I think it's fair that in any Tremors movie, the remaining 20 minutes, you kind of just zone out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right about, yeah. That, that's actually. What happened for me too. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> what else, what else happened, Jim? Are you talking about the, uh, the after credits scene? Oh, wait, there's an after credit scene? Oh my god, you didn't see the after credit scene? No, okay, I got content I didn't see too. Victor, you're not alone. What's up? Uh, it's It was the beginning of the movie, again, ex- uh, with Bert in the uh, in that thing where he's like, I'm a gun nut, and I like guns, and that's what I'm all about. I'm a survivalist. Uh, he says, my name is Bert Gummer, and I've been called many things. Gun enthusiast, monster hunter, doomsday prepper. I reject all of these labels. What I am is a survivalist. I've scoured the desert and the dust of Nevada, Mex- Nevada and Mexico, putting my life on the line uh, to hunt these supersized subterranean man-eating predators called graboids. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I've had to so, love it. Yeah, so it's that again, except Jamie Kennedy's now in it. And he says, I've been accused of being a... A ninja photographer, an adrenaline junkie, and hitting on hot 22-year-olds. And I accept all of those labels. <laughs> so, oh, Jamie. That's, you know, that was my leftover note, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, it's about that time. Uh, Victor, do you have any leftover notes? Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to bring up? Because I am so fine with how much we didn't talk about this movie. <laughs> There was the one scene that sticks out to me where uh, the guy was like in that outdoor shower setup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and then that lady comes up to him. They're like sharing a drink, I think. I think yep. They're drinking wine or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, this would be the time to die. Right. Like they, they show like the silhouette of like, they're not in there together, but like, you know, they're getting intimate and then boom, like this 
the thing comes up behind them. I, I don't know. Was it a graboid? Mm-hmm. Something. And it's just like, just shredded them apart. It's like, wow, what an unfortunate way to die. But so I think it was a, to include sex. a bigger statement because these graboids have been known to represent phallic penises. And we've talked about that on the podcast. What I think this is, is a statement of sometimes your own sexuality gulps you up um, and just destroys you uh, and eats away at you. Oh, I thought it was a callback to those two people in the in the van in the first movie where they're like, Oh yeah. Our life's going to be so much better once we get out of perfection. And then right. this movie, they're like, wow, our life is going to be so much better once we get out of the African jungle. Well, they're paleontologists, right? Like they've discovered this like graboid skeleton, right? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Paleontologists? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're like pumped. They're like, we have so much money, riches, national geographic, the works. Um, so of course they die. Of course. I Oh, I actually, there was something funny about that. This is a universe where people have already gotten famous for discovering dra- graboids and have been on National Geographic and everyone knows who these people are. And these people are like, wow, we just discovered a different one. We're going to be just as famous as those two dudes from 1990. Now they're dead. Yeah, boo. So so's Kevin Bacon. Um, just one. in the first one. Yeah, no, he he's the we lost him out of the first one. He's the uh, he's the sexy tight jeans cowboy that I'm kind of into for some reason. We lost him in Reba McIntyre, mm. <laughs> which gets Reba. which she gets, a, <laughs> she gets it mentioned as Heather because he's just like make sure you give the AK you know five ninety whatever like take care of it you know because I I miss that gun and I guess to some extent you as well and I'm just like what a will and testament to leave in a video to say goodbye to your ex wife. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't like her anymore. I guess. I mean, I don't. We never find out why they split, but it happened. Um, they kind of went over it. Victor, thank you for coming on the podcast with us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This is fun. Do you have anything you wanted to promote? Nothing in terms of shows, um, but. Climate change. Yeah. Go for wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Go are, for you, it. are you promoting more climate change? No, less climate change. <laughs> oh, hot take. Okay. Go ahead. Defend yourself. Uh, poor choice of words, Kai. Yeah. Cold take. No, just like, just the quarantine has, has helped reset and helped me reset and just think about like taking care of myself. And then that like grew into taking care of the earth so then we can have better things longer and not just for us but people after us uh was all this shit that's going on in the world like even even when when we went on lockdown initially like the the earth started healing like dude yeah we're the virus so maybe we could do something better about this well, maybe all of so us need classy. to stay inside our house do some more zoom prov and just stay away from being outside causing all these problems yeah Staying safe, safe and sane. That's two goals right now. No, I think that's good. I think everybody's kind of doing that slow down. Let's see if we can take care of ourselves. And I think instinctively it is help. I think people are starting to take care of. I saw somebody pick up their own trash. Like they dropped trash and then they picked it back up. And I was like, okay, that's what this pandemic's doing to some of us. We're like, okay, no, maybe I'm going to be less of a shitty person. I've been better about recycling. Like, oh, yeah. Strategically, like what I can and can and like rinsing out certain containers. So. It's helping small small parts. Well, uh, 
Look at me. I'm Victor. I live in a neighborhood that does recycling. (laughs) (laughs) For a while, no one was picking up recycling. It was all going into their trash, but that's on the city and their Uh, country. That's what people come over and they go, oh, where's your recycling? I'm like, my neighborhood doesn't do it. So there's no reason for me to keep a recycling can. And I always feel terrible because I'm like, I want, look, I want to help, but the city won't let me. I'm going to come by your house weekly to pick up your recycling to put it in mine just so I can see your beautiful forehead because that's all I can see right now. (laughs) Don't touch my trash. (laughs) (laughs) Just rummaging through your trash. (laughs) Recycling for you. Kai? (laughs) And then then you just do that thing where you like look really close at the camera and then you scurry away and like, ah, goddammit, Kai. Well, yeah, no, then acrobat out and spider off to a little corner and run away. Yeah. Yeah, and you climb up a wall. I know how these things work. Ah, awesome. I appreciate your promotion. Uh, folks, come back uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be going into... Oh, my God. What's the name of this, Jim? What's uh, the, I think it's Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. Because the other one is Shrieker Island. Okay, cool. Uh, and for that episode, we're going to be having... Um, on the podcast, we're going to have Letitia of Loria. So please come. Uh, Letitia is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I'm looking forward to diving more into the chaos that is this uh, movie franchise and also not talking about it the right amount. So thank you so much for listening to us, everybody. Uh, It was a pleasure. Good night, everybody. Bye. Wait, is this something we should have talked about beforehand? <laughs> I was gonna play us out with the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> and then I forgot how the Chicago Bulls went. No, shut up, Joe Rogan. I don't want to hear about you. Just do, just yeah. Do you have it? I haven't ended the recording, so we could keep this. <laughs> and then I'm gonna immediately fade out. You're gonna hear it for three seconds, and then not even like a millisecond. All right, it was worth it. All right, I'm glad we kept recording. <laughs> Goodbye, <Bye>, everyone. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure, and on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure, and on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreoncom treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.